Dear Christina, I feel so stuck in life and have no idea what step to take next. Please help. How do I get unstuck and move forward with my life? I know just how frustrating it can be when you feel stuck in your life. Maybe you're stuck in a relationship that isn't going anywhere. Or maybe you've outgrown a job but are afraid to leave. Or maybe you're just stuck in the past and something that happened to you in the past and you just can't seem to let it go. But don't worry because today I'm going to help you get out of whatever rut you feel like you're in. In this video, we're going to learn why we feel stuck in life sometimes. And I'm also going to share my simple but practical four-step process to get you unstuck quickly. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. Now, I know just how frustrating it can feel to want to do something different with your life, but then you feel stuck. <laughs> Feeling stuck can really cause a lot of restlessness, anxiety, sadness, and even depression in our lives. But after watching this video today, you're going to have a clear roadmap on how to get out of the rut you feel like you're in right now. Here's what we're going to cover in this video. In part one, I'm going to go over the three main areas in life where we get stuck most often. Then in part two, I'm going to go over the three reasons why you feel stuck in life. Once you know these three reasons, you're going to start to feel lighter right away. And then in part three of the video, I'm going to cover the simple but practical four step process that if you follow it, step by step by step, it'll get you unstuck pretty quickly. Once you finish watching this video, I want you to let me know in the comments below where in your life you feel stuck right now. Let me know in the comments below. Okay. So on to part one, where we get stuck. So there are usually three places we get stuck in. Um, there are many more, but there are three top places that we usually get stuck in out of the experience I have with all my clients and in my own life. That's what I've come up with the tree, the three top areas that we usually get stuck. The first place is in relationships. So maybe you're in a current relationship and you just know it's not going anywhere, but you're afraid of leaving because maybe it's even a long-term relationship or maybe you have children or maybe you're financially dependent on your partner. And so the idea of leaving is very scary to you, or maybe you're just afraid of ending the relationship and going out into the world on your own. So, relationships. This is a very common area of stickiness in our lives. That's the first one. The second one is career or job. So this is where a lot of times we sometimes go to school to get degrees and then we start the job <laughs> that goes with that degree. And then a few years later, we're like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, that's what happened to me. I went to school for 10 years of my life to get a doctorate degree. And I was a clinician. I was a physical therapist. But I remember specifically that within a few years after I started practicing, I knew I didn't want to do that anymore, but I was so terrified of leaving that career because again, I had spent so much money and so much time on school, going to college. And so the whole idea of leaving my career was very scary. So this could be going on with you too. Or it could be that you're just tired of the job you're in, but you're financially dependent on that job and you're scared of taking the leap because you don't know if there's anything else out there that'll pay you as much. So career or jobs, that's the second one that, that usually we get stuck in sometimes. 
And the third one is the past. Okay. So this is when we have childhood trauma that's unhealed and we keep carrying it along and we just can't seem to let it go. Um, or, but it doesn't have to be childhood trauma. It could be something that happened to you in your adult life. So it could be something that happened in a past relationship and you just didn't heal it well. So you, you carry this bitterness about something that happened in a relationship that didn't work out in the past, or maybe somebody betrayed you or did something to you that was very hurtful and you just can't seem to let it go. So these are the three top areas that I found through experience where we get stuck the most in life. Now to the second part of the video, and that is why you feel stuck. <laughs> I want to leave here. I want to get something straight though, before I get further into this, I want to leave a side note here. And the side note is that we're never actually really stuck. <laughs> we're never actually really stuck. It's, it's kind of an illusion because what ends up happening is whatever's going on in our outside environment, whether we're, you know, want to leave a relationship, whatever it is, whatever the situation is, or we want to leave a job, whatever it is, there's something in our outside environment that starts to feel confining to us. But this is really just all, it's not that I'm actually really stuck. I'm not in a prison cell. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not completely stuck somewhere. It's a feeling or a perception that I have with my mind. All right. So when things start to get uncomfortable in my outside environment, a lot of times the ego starts to freak out. Okay. And so what the ego starts to say is it starts to give thoughts and feelings around the idea that you are stuck, but this is a perception. Okay. This is a mental perception. So when you feel stuck in life, you're not actually stuck <laughs> unless of course you're in prison or something like that, then obviously you are stuck somewhere, right? Like you're, you know, you're in prison, but I'm talking for the majority of people on this planet. You're not actually stuck. It is a perception that you have about the situation that you're currently in. And here's an example that I like to give to illustrate this point about how the mind is perceiving things in a certain way. So I like to give the example of a caterpillar that goes into a cocoon. <laughs> okay. So when the caterpillar goes into a cocoon before they turn into a butterfly, when the caterpillar goes into the cocoon, the caterpillar's not thinking, Oh my God, I'm stuck. You know, get me out of here. <laughs> get me out of here. I'm stuck. <laughs> the caterpillar is perfectly comfortable in her cocoon going through her metamorphosis until she turns into a butterfly. And so that example gives you an understanding of how the feeling of being stuck is really a mental perception. So the question should always be, why do I feel stuck and not necessarily why am I actually stuck? Because you're never actually stuck. So there are really three main reasons why we feel stuck in life sometimes. The first one is what I call outgrowth. <laughs> so outgrowth, this is when usually when people start awakening or they'll have a spiritual awakening. And when you have a spiritual awakening, your growth will start accelerating really quickly. And what happens when we go through spiritual awakenings and our, our kind of our growth starts to accelerate, we start to really, really change very quickly. We change so quickly that the environment around us, especially if the environment around us or the people around us don't accompany us, 
we can start to feel like we're completely out of place. We can start to feel like we're really stuck because now we start to feel confined in a place where we were perfectly comfortable before, but it's because we've, we've had a spiritual awakening. We're opening our eyes to a new life and we start to grow so quickly that sometimes we outgrow the environment or the situations that we're in at that specific moment. This, this outgrowth period, this can be really uncomfortable for people because it could be so fast that like from one day to the next, you could look at your partner, you could look at your old life and you could say, wow, this no longer resonates with me. I don't even know what I'm doing here. I feel so stuck in this situation. And it could be really scary, especially if it occurs fast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave a video here. If you want to go deeper into some of the things that happen during a spiritual awakening and when we're kind of outgrowing our environment, here's a video for you. It's about the process of disconnection and what happens to us when we start disconnecting from our environment during a spiritual awakening. Here's the video here. And I'll also leave it in the, in the description box below so you can get into that a little bit deeper. The second reason we feel stuck in life is because of what I call the void. <laughs> All right, so what's the void? The void is this period that occurs in your life between the moment that you're no longer resonating with your old life, but before your new life takes place. So there's this period that's called the void that occurs between your old life and your new life. And, and in this period, there's nothing really going on. It's almost like the universe closes all the doors you stop to see, you stop seeing synchronicities. You stop seeing signs. A lot of times people tell me that, you know, I'm doing, am I doing something wrong? I can't hear my guides. I can't get signs from the universe. It just seems like everything has gone quiet and I'm just stuck here. <laughs> okay. And this is really common. So what the void is, it's sort of a no man's land, really. All right. This no man's land is this space between the old life and the new life where nothing is really happening. But again, this is, this is really just a perception too, because a lot of things are happening. Happening. You're being transformed. There's a huge inner transformation occurring. You're being prepared for the next phase of your life, but this preparation can feel stifling sometimes, or it can feel like nothing is going on. And so when people go through this void period in their life or this no man's land, as some people call it, it can start to feel, they can start to feel like they're stuck. Their egos sometimes go into overdrive. They start to feel a little panicked but there's nothing to worry about. So if you feel like you, this is your situation, then you know, nothing to worry about. You are simply in the void. The third reason why we feel stuck in life sometimes is because of triggers. <laughs> okay. So what are triggers? So this is when we are being triggered by our outside environment, whether in the form of people. So, um, what's common, a common that maybe your partner starts to trigger you, or maybe you're at work and you start kind of butting heads with a coworker, or maybe your boss is triggering you. It could be anything really, but something happens in your life where one or more situations starts to cause you to trigger, they trigger you. And what most often happens when we start to feel triggered, it's like we start to feel assaulted by our outside environment. And when we start to feel assaulted by our outside environment, again, the ego can kick in and it can start feeling confined. It can start feeling like a wild animal stuck in a corner. And this, this sense of confinement gives you a feeling that you are stuck. 
But really what's going on here is you're not stuck at all. It's just you are being triggered by your outside environment, but you're being triggered. Why? because there's a wound in you that's being triggered. If there weren't a wound in you, you wouldn't be triggered at all. Nothing would bother you at all. If something bothers you, it's always a sign that there's something unhealed. There's a trigger there. And so in this situation, more common than not, what we really want to do is when we feel like a wild animal being cornered, when we're triggered, we feel like bolting. We want to run away. We just want to get the heck out of town. <laughs> okay. This is the most common response to this type of, of feeling stuck is I want to run because I'm triggered. But now, now that you know that this may be what's happening to you, you're not going to run anymore. You'll just remember that you are being triggered. So this is the third reason why we feel stuck in life sometimes. Now to the third part of the video, and that is how to get unstuck. I'm going to describe my simple four step process to help you start getting unstuck today. And step number one, you're already doing it by just getting to this, this far along in the video, you're already doing it because step number one is understand. All right. What does understand mean? It means that you've gone through this video. You already know the top areas in which we get stuck in the most in life. You already know the three reasons why we get stuck in life. And so now by, by creating this understanding within you, by knowing what's going on, this is the first step of starting to feel and getting yourself unstuck is the understanding. When I'm aware of something, I, I say this a lot, when I'm aware of something, that's already 80 to 90% of the healing work. <laughs> Awareness is the majority of the healing work. We usually don't heal when we repress things and when they are outside of our conscious mind. But when things come up into my conscious mind, when I become aware of them, I'm already 80% healed. <laughs> so you're already doing that step by just watching this video. So step number one is understanding what's going on and why you're feeling stuck. Step number two is soothe yourself. You have to come to a point where you can come into peace and acceptance with where you are in the present moment. So when you feel like a wild animal stuck in a corner, you have to calm yourself because you're not actually a wild animal and you're not actually stuck in a corner. Okay. So you have to learn how to soothe yourself, come into peace and acceptance of where you are in the present moment. Now I want to leave a side note here to this, a side note, a crucial, crucial side note that I want you please to remember when I say that you have to come into peace and acceptance of your present moment, I am talking to people who are completely safe, who are not in any type of danger. So if you feel yourself to be an eminent danger to yourself, and I'm saying this specifically, if you happen to be stuck in a relationship, I, I I'm talking specifically to people who are stuck in relationships and where that relationship may not actually be safe. So, but it, it could be at work or it could be any other situation. If you feel unsafe, please don't take what I'm saying as, you know, me saying to you that you should stay at peace and, and right where you are, even if you're in imminent danger. That's not what I mean at all. If you are in imminent danger, you're going to get the heck out of there right now. Okay. So I want to leave this side note. That's super important here. All right. If you're in danger, get out now. But for the majority of us, we're not in danger. And so in this step, what I'm talking about is to come into a position of peace and acceptance of where you are in your present moment. You've got to stop kicking and screaming. You have to stop perceiving your situation as a situation that's confining or being stuck. Okay. 
because if you do not bring yourself into acceptance and peace in the present moment, you're never going to be able to get out of this feeling of being stuck. Okay. So how do you bring yourself into acceptance and peace in the present moment? There are a ton of things you can do. You could do breathing exercises. You could do meditation. You could do just being aware of how your ego is perceiving and start to do affirmations or mantra work and just say to your ego, everything's okay. I'm not stuck. I'm perfectly fine. Things like that. Okay. You can just go for a walk outside. You can do exercise. There are a bunch of things you can do to soothe yourself, calm yourself, bring yourself into a position of acceptance, not just, not just peace, but also acceptance. So you can say things to yourself like this. I'm not really stuck. Everything is okay. I'm going to figure it out one step at a time. Okay. You see, when you start talking like this, when you start saying to your ego, when you start reassuring your ego that you're not actually stuck, that everything is okay, that the universe is going to help you figure this out, that you're in no hurry. Everything is fine. No need to panic. You see, when you start to talk this way, when your inner talk shifts, you're going to start to feel more balanced, more at peace and more accepting of the present moment as it is. You cannot change the present moment until you accept it. Acceptance is crucial for you to be able to change anything because if you're not in a position of, of peace and acceptance, what you're going to end up do is you're going to, what you're going to end up doing is you are going to either bolt, you're going to run away. You're going to do a bunch of different things to not process that energy and and then it's just going to backfire on you. Okay. So, so please really concentrate on this step, soothe yourself, bring yourself into acceptance and peace in the present moment. And since we usually start to feel a little bit of anxiety or feeling like we're stuck when we're going through a spiritual awakening, if this happens to be you right now, I have another video here. So click on this video. It's going to help you. It's going to give you more techniques on how to soothe yourself and bring yourself down into a state of calm, especially if you're having anxiety related to spiritual awakening. So click on that video to go further into that. And I'll leave a link in the description box below also. Step number three is get to work. <laughs> so what does this mean? Well, when you have gone through step one and step two, when you understand what's going on, when you know what's, why you're, um, you know, why you're feeling stuck, when you know all of this, when you've brought yourself into a state of peace and acceptance, so you've gone through step two, step three is really get to work. Meaning that now that you know which one of the three areas you fall into. So now that you know, if it's an out, outgrowth issue or if it's a, if you're in the void or if it's a trigger issue, you're going to, you're going to be able to diagnose yourself. What three buckets do you fall? Which one of the three buckets do you fall into? Once you know what's going on, then it's time to get to work. So if this is an outgrowth issue, okay. So if you found out that really this is an outgrowth issue, you're having a spiritual awakening, your acceleration is you're just, you're just growing at an accelerated rate. And you know, maybe your partner isn't accompanying you, or maybe your world isn't accompanying you. Everything, everything is kind of not making sense to you. And you're really feeling stuck because you're in outgrowth phase and outgrowth phase. 
If this is the truth, then your work here is going to have a lot to do with decisions being made and a lot of conversations had, okay? So what does this mean? If you're outgrowing your situation, whether it be a relationship, a job, anything really, if you're outgrowing your current life or your current environment, then decisions will have to be made. It's obvious, right? And conversations will need to be had, obvious too, right? I have a lot of people reach me, and this is specific about relationships. A lot of people will reach me and they'll, you know, they're really stuck. They need help getting out. And a lot of times people will come with relationship issues. So they're, they're in this outgrowth phase. They're disconnecting from their, their current partners and they just want to know how to get the heck out. And one of the first questions I ask is, well, have you talked to your spouse or to your partner about it? And they're like, no, no, no. I, you know, I don't really want to go into these things. And so I, I kind of just, I sit there and I just stare at them because how do you not want to go into these things with your partner? <laughs> how do you not want to talk to your partner about what is happening to you? And I know that this is common in a lot of relationships, but we all need to learn how to have conversations, sometimes difficult conversations, but we need to learn how to use our throat chakras and how to speak our truths. So before you make all these decisions about what's going to happen in your life, you're certainly going to want to talk to people that are in your life right now, especially if we're talking about a marriage or a partnership, right? So be very open, have difficult conversations, have deep conversations with your partner, because here's what may happen. It's very easy for us to think that when we're going in, when we're going through the outgrowth period, that nobody else is going to follow us. But that's really unfair, right? Because if we are, we have the capacity to change quickly, don't other people too? <laughs> so if I don't communicate with my partner, if I don't communicate with someone in my life saying to them, you know, this is what's happening to me. I'm, I'm really going through these changes. You know, a lot is changing in my life. A lot of how I feel or how I think this is all changing. I need to have these conversations with the people in my life so that I give them the opportunity to accompany me in my growth. You may be surprised that if you start having these deep conversations with the people in your lives, with the people in your life, using your throat chakra, you may find that there'll be one or two or maybe three of them that'll go with you in this growth period, okay? So a lot of decisions have to be made, yes, because a lot of things are gonna have to change. If you are in this outgrowth period, a lot of things are going to have to change, and that means that a lot of decisions are gonna have to be made. But please don't skip over the conversation part, okay? Especially if we're talking about a relationship. Have a conversation with your partner to share what's happening with you. And it, they may surprise you. They may accompany you. If they don't accompany you in the growth period, then yes, you're going to have to make other decisions and those are going to have to be communicated too. So this is going to be your work. If you know that you're in this outgrowth uh, process. Now, if it's an issue of being in the void, <laughs> that's, that's going to be a little bit different, right? So your work, if this is your issue, if you're in the void, your work is going to be slightly different. And the work of being in the void has a lot to do with being comfortable, becoming comfortable when nothing happens, <laughs> becoming comfortable in the fact that right now the universe is closing the doors around you and you can be comfortable in this space. You can become, you can make friends with the void. Okay. 
You can learn how to be comfortable in silence, comfortable alone. You can learn how to be comfortable when nothing is going on. And this is sometimes hard for us when we're very action oriented, but the learning how to be still and silent and comfortable and at peace in this void process, it's going to really help you get out of the void faster. Okay. So learning how to be comfortable in the void is crucial. If this is the issue that you're going through right now. And when I say to be comfortable in the void, I'm not just saying, Hey, you know, just blindly trust, you know, the void out there <laughs> blindly trusted and just go with the flow. That's partly true because the void is creative energy. I mean, the universe is, you know, makes pretty much everything. So why wouldn't you trust the universe? But there's also another piece that I want to add here to kind of reassure you when you're in the void, your soul is guiding you. Your soul knows what it's doing. So you can trust your soul and your higher self that everything is well, that even if through your eyes down here, things seem like they're not happening to your soul and to your higher self. Things are still happening and they're happening in divine timing. And when it's time, the doors will start opening and then you can rush right through them. Okay. But you have to learn to be comfortable in the nothingness of the void. And, and here's another crucial thing. Also, when you become comfortable and rested in the void, the void is a time where you can rest a lot and kind of shore up your energy, charge your batteries, because then when the doors do open up, you're going to just sprint right through them with so much energy because you've taken full advantage of the void process. Whereas if you don't take advantage of the void process and you, you keep kicking and screaming and asking the universe, what the hell's going on? And you just don't want to come into peace while you're in the void. When the doors do open, first of all, you'll stay longer in the void because you're just expending too much energy. You're draw, drawing out the process. But then when the doors do open, you're going to walk through them really slowly because you're so tired from kicking and screaming the whole time. So I just want to leave this here. Trust your soul, trust your higher self, rest, rejuvenate, charge your batteries, be comfortable in the nothingness of the void and the doors will open soon. Now, if it's a trigger issue, okay. So if it's a trigger issue, this one's going to be a little bit, your work is going to be cut out for you on this one. It's going to be a little bit harder than being in the void or being in the outgrowth ones. If it's a trigger issue, it's just going to require a lot of awareness on your part, right? Because again, when I'm being triggered, the first thing my ego wants to do is run away. I'm out of here. I'm done with this. I'm not going to put up with this. That's what we start saying. I'm not going to put up with this. I'm bolting. I'm out of here. I'm done with this relationship. I'm done with this job, whatever it is. I'm done with this friend. We want to bolt. That's the most common uh, response that the ego has to a trigger. But now you're going to know not to do that. Okay. Because here's the thing. If you are being triggered, it means that there are unhealed wounds that are being triggered. Okay. I would not be triggered if I didn't have a wound. Okay. Or more than one wound. So your work is to, when you perceive the, if you know that you're being triggered, when you perceive yourself to be triggered first, you're not going to run away. You are not moving from there. 
you are going to go into the trigger and through the trigger. <laughs> okay, you're going to go into the trigger and through the trigger, meaning that you're going to work through the trigger. Why am I being triggered? Oh, it's not it's not because oh, this person's an asshole or whatever. No, 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 no. Take your finger away from who or what is triggering you and bring it inward, okay? So when you say why am I being triggered? I'm being triggered because this person has poked a wound. What's the wound? It's this and I'm going to write it down. Oh, this wound. Okay. Where is it coming from? Oh, it's coming from the past. You see, there's a lot of introspection and contemplative work to be done when you're triggered, but it always involves questions like this. Why am I being triggered? Where does this come from? When did I first start feeling this way? This is going to open up Pandora's box in terms of giving you a lot of information about your wounds and how to heal them. And so, you're not going to spend any time at all pointing fingers at the people or situations that trigger you because they're not important. It's the trigger that's important. Okay. And here's the thing. I'm going to leave you a little warning here. Ding, ding warning. The warning is if you're in, if you're being triggered and you choose to not pay attention to what Christina's saying to you today and you choose to bolt. So let's say your partner is triggering you and you just pack your bags and you're out of, you're out of town. Okay. You know how the universe works already. If you've been watching my videos, you know how the universe works. You're the common denominator here. It's not the person you're the one being triggered. So you are the common denominator, meaning you're the one that has the wounds. And if you bolt away from that person or you bolt out of town, you're taking with you your wounds. And that means that sooner or later, the universe is going to put you in exactly the same situation again, where you're with someone else, another partner, and they're going to start triggering you in the same way that your old partner triggered you. You know, this is going to happen because the universe is constantly trying to help you evolve. And the only way that we can evolve is by being confronted by our triggers, healing them and moving on. Okay. So do your trigger work. Don't run away from the triggers, go into the trigger and through the trigger, and then you'll heal the wound and you'll be done with this, with this whole triggering thing. There'll be nothing else to trigger because the wound is gone. <laughs> Step number four is stay open to receiving. <laughs> Now this may seem, this is the last step and it may seem a little easier said than done because you know, it, it may seem like, oh, super easy. Of course I'm open to receiving. Aren't we all, aren't we just open to receiving? <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. And I, I'm going to explain why the majority of us is programmed through our society to be very masculine energy dominant. So we're always in doing mode. Doing is masculine. Doing is yang, yang, masculine energy. We're very programmed. All of us, whether we're men or women, remember we both men and women have masculine and, and feminine energy, yin and yang within them. But through our society, we are very programmed to be very action oriented beings. So we are constantly in masculine energy. We're told to hustle. We're told to go out there and get what we want. We're told to work, 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 work nonstop. Okay. This is how our culture has programmed us. So we're very masculine dominant. So when the time comes to receive, we don't know how to do this because it's not masculine energy that receives ding, ding. <laughs> 
Masculine energy is the giver. Feminine energy is the receiver. And remember, we have both energies within us. So when you go out and do things in the world, that's wonderful. But in order to receive, you have to pull back masculine energy and come into your feminine energy. That's how you receive. And I like to give a, a, an example of how this kind of looks, a real world example of how this, this works. So suppose that you wanted to declutter your house and you wanted to just clean your house and change the whole decoration, changed everything in your house. So you spent weeks taking boxes out of your garage, uh, throwing out old furniture, painting everything new, uh, cleaning the place. Your house basically on the inside looks like something completely different. It's, it's totally clean and it looks totally different. And then let's say you wanted to schedule a barbecue so your friends can come over and see your new, your new home. Basically, it looks like a new home. So you schedule your barbecue and the day of the barbecue comes and all your friends come to your, to your door and they start knocking. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we're here. And they have gifts and they're ready to come and, and you know enjoy the barbecue with you. But let's say that your door is locked. Nobody's gonna come in. <laughs> Nobody's gonna come in if your door is locked and you're standing behind it. You can't receive the gifts. And this is an example of what happens when we go out in the world and we do, we're in our masculine energy, but then when we don't know how to be in our feminine energy, it's like we lock the door. So the universe could be sending you truckloads of new experiences and they can't get to you because you have your door locked. So in order to receive, I have to learn, I have to unlearn everything that I've learned culturally about how we have to be in masculine yang energy all the time. We we just have to do, do, do. No, we don't. That's why we get exhausted. That's why we have burnouts. That's why we crash and burn in life because it's unsustainable to be always in one of the energies. The two energies, they must work hand in hand. Yin and yang must work hand in hand. Sometimes it's great to have masculine. Sometimes it's not. You've got to be toggling between masculine and feminine all the time. And so we have to unlearn this masculine dominance that we have both men and women. Women are also masculine energy dominant in our culture. We just all have learned to be in this doing thing. So now we have to also learn how to be in feminine energy, how to be yang is do feminine or yin is be. Okay. So how do we learn this? Well, we learn what feminine character, feminine energy characteristics are. So feminine energy is all about stillness. It's about non-action. It's about silence. It's about just being soft and nurturing. Okay. <laughs> you see completely opposite masculine energy. Masculine energy is, you know, going out there and getting it and, and, you know, making money and doing all of this. Feminine energy is different. Masculine is the protector. Feminine is the nurturer. Okay. And so to be in feminine energy, I have to create space. I have to be comfortable in stillness. I have to be comfortable in silence. I have to soften myself. I have to soften myself. Masculine energy is very hard. Feminine energy is soft. I have to learn how to nurture. I have to learn how to do what a pregnant woman does when she carries her child for nine months. <laughs> okay. So this is probably easy to tap into if you're a woman. Well, I'm a woman, but I've never had children. So, you know, but it's an example that we can kind of all understand that, you know, when I'm pregnant, I have to just kind of relax for nine months, hopefully relax and not be a stressed out basket. Right. 
but hopefully relax and just let the baby give the baby space and nurturing and nutrients and a lot of love and the baby will develop normally so being in your in your yin energy is super important and you have to develop this because until you develop yin energy until you know how to be in your feminine again this is both for women and men we all need to learn how to come into our feminine energy because if we don't know how to come into our feminine energy we'll never unlock that front door <laughs> and so all the gifts from the universe will never reach us because they can only reach us through yin receptive energy so the million dollar question that I get from people when I start to help them work their feminine energy, especially when they're really masculine dominant, the first thing they say to me is, I have no idea how to be softer, how to be stillness. I have no idea how to do these things, please help. So how do you cultivate feminine energy within yourself? There's a lot of things that you can do. One of them is meditation. I love meditation. Meditation really like, especially a type of meditation that brings you into your body, that stillness, that meditation brings you into feminine energy. So meditation, um, you can do, um, you can do simple things like even, even scheduling stop breaks, like breaks in the middle of your day, that's working feminine energy where you literally take a break or multiple breaks throughout your day. And you just take a break to close your eyes. And just for a couple of minutes, two, three minutes, you're going to connect with your body. You're going to pay attention to your breathing. You're going to focus on your inhalation, deep inhalation, because breathing in is feminine, breathing out is masculine <laughs> okay so when I breathe in I'm focusing on my feminine energy I close my eyes I come into my body and I just pause for a little for a little bit anytime I pause in the middle of action that's yin action is masculine yin energy is uh, pausing non-action so schedule non-action breaks in your in the middle of your day that's another way to work uh, to work feminine energy uh, go dancing, do things that connect you to your body, but more in a beauty kind of way. So connecting to your body, not in the way that you go to a boxing, <laughs> a boxing match and, you know, beat the crap out of a, out of a, a punching bag or a person or whatever. That's not feminine energy, even though you're in your body. The, the type of work that you do in your body that cultivates feminine energy is, is dancing. It's nice and slow movements. It's peaceful movements. Okay. So that's connecting more with your feminine energy. Um, just learning to be uh, alone, learning to have your solitude breaks, learning to just, you know, go sit on a park bench and just contemplate, observe the world, contemplate. Um, it, be introspective. This is all feminine energy. And the more that you can do this, the more that you can do these steps, the more that you can soften, soften yourself through breath. You can do affirmation work also. So you can say, I'm ready to receive. I'm open to receiving. I drop all barriers or resistance to receiving. I drop all resistance to receiving. These are some great mantras. Um, you can have the mantra, I, today I soften more, today I'm soft, okay? So a lot of affirmation work can be used also to cultivate feminine energy. So you see, I already gave you a bunch of, a bunch of ways to cultivate feminine energy. You can be nurturing, the more nurturing you are. So if, if you have an animal to take care of, or you know, you can even go volunteer at an animal shelter whenever, or taking care of people. Whenever you take care of someone, that's feminine energy, that nurturing motherly energy, okay? So here, there you go. 
I just gave you a bunch of things that you could do to cultivate your feminine energy. Remember, this may seem like a very woo-woo step, this fourth one, but it's essential because if you do step one, two, and three, and you do all this work, but then your front door is locked, what's the point of doing the work, right? You have to learn how to receive beautiful soul because then there's no point in doing all this work if you then can't receive the blessings that the universe is trying to send you, right? And ultimately, here's the crucial truth, ultimately, until you master this fourth step, until until you know how to come into feminine energy, until you know how to receive, you're never going to get unstuck. <laughs> you're never going to get unstuck because the whole point of getting you moving along and getting you unstuck is the universe is going to start sending you stuff to help you get unstuck. But if you don't receive them, you're never, you're never going to get unstuck, right? So, so really cultivate this feminine energy and pretty soon after this step four, you'll see your life is going to start moving a, a little bit more fluidly, a little faster. You won't feel stuck anymore. But now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below where you feel stuck in your life right now. Let me know in the comments below. And if you have a question that you'd like to submit for my weekly videos, leave them also in the comments with the hashtag ask Christina. Don't forget that hashtag. If you enjoyed this video, click here to subscribe or click here to go over to my website and take my heart quiz to find out if your heart is blocked. And don't forget these two videos that I recommended. These two videos, they're going to be super important to help you continue your growth and get unstuck in life. All right, beautiful soul. I am out.